Judah and Matthew are dumpster people, and they occasionally use foul and inappropriate language. Listen at your own risk. Welcome to Brother Eight's Star War Edition. I'm Matthew. I'm Judah. Oh shit! I was gonna lead with a fake NBA draft thing. I was gonna talk about. I was gonna do a fake teaser about why the Bulls should trade Wendell Carter in the fourth pick to move up to number two, and then I was gonna tease that you were gonna give your final uh, pre-draft uh, prospect rankings, and then I just totally forgot about the whole thing. Number one, Akeem Olajuwon. Number two, <laughs> he's good. I've heard he's good. Uh, David Robinson, number three. Oh, all bigs, I see. Uh, all right, Muggsy Bogues, then. <laughs> now that's good sports talk radio right there. Welcome Bagged to the sports you. orgy, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I know our show is called Brother Date. Yeah. We don't need to get any more okay. sexual about it. I thought the whole point was that we were going to get bluer and bluer. Well, there's still time. Okay. Well, we watched The Last Jedi this week. It's episode eight. There's only one more of these we're going to have to do. Uh, not now, honey, please. I'm, I'm right in the middle of a uh, giant space war. I, I enjoy talking to you. Uh, yes, you do. But like I said, this uh, space war, what can I do? Alien. Episode eight. Hanging with Snoke. <clears throat> The First Order are uh, whipping everybody's asses. Only Leia is still resisting, and I guess she's still hoping her brother will come back and save her. Anyway. Seems like. The location of Leia's little base and her fleet has been made known to the First Order somehow, so shit's about to get bad. That's the crawl. Uh, They knew where they were at the end of the last movie. Okay. There you go. you, You may remember that they had a scout ship that found the planet, but the other guy's tracked it back and so they were able to aim the planet weapon oh yeah so they knew where it was oh so that's the same planet shit got real fucked up so they had to put that on the back burner for a minute so it's the same planet i assume they're leaving the same planet because you know like in between um, well because we cut we then cut immediately to ray still handing luke the lightsaber so it's like oh yeah no this shit there was no break yeah because in between episodes four and five they go to a, a new rebel base and then they gotta leave that one yeah, we so I, just started a brand new Rebel base that they're still unpacking. I wasn't really the, sure. The, the speeders don't work yet and everything, and yeah. uh, but then I got to leave right away, so. Uh, all right, anyway. <clears throat> uh, they should have stuck with their fleet outside the galaxy plan. That seemed to work better. Yeah, I don't know why they, um, why do they go to these planets? Especially when the enemy has so many planet killers. Anyway. Yeah, it's um, like their main thing. Hux leads a fleet in to strike the rebellion while they're or resistance, I guess they're called, while they're evacuating their base. Uh, Poe heads out alone in his fighter to stall the First Order fleet. Um, there are some telephone jokes. Yeah, some real good, some good '90s humor. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, uh, 
Don't act like the joke doesn't work, though. It's odd that it's there, but it's done well. Yep. Uh, anyway, Poe goes around clearing out the cannons on these destroyers. I guess he's um, softening them up for an assault. And then the Resistance begin a strike of their own. But it's like a World War II bomber run? <laughs> yep, it's a bunch of B-24s out there. It's kind of weird. Most of the bombers eat <laughs> shit, but one desperate pilot gets her bombs off just before her ship goes up. And they wipe out a big old dreadnought. Yeah. Uh, doesn't it seem like they have some... Like, this stair, they're very strategically very bad at this. Mm -hmm. Tactically very bad. The bombers are way too close together. (laughs) One of them gets hit by fire, and the bombs on that one blow up like three more. And it's like, okay, so space it out a little. Yeah, you don't need to fly in such a tight formation, guys. Like, once he's cleared (laughs) out the cannons, you've got fighter cover. You could space it out a little. I know that the you know it's nice to have the gunners be able to cover each other and stuff, but come on. I guess they really needed to hit that one teeny weeny vulnerable hole, and they wanted to make yeah. sure they had that covered. Yeah. Um. Anyway, the rebel fleet jumps out to safety. They think, uh, but Hux explains to a pissed off Snoke that the rebels can't escape. He has them tied to the end of a string. Yep. A recovering Finn <clears throat> in some kind of healing wetsuit. Yes. Walks out to find Poe and asks where Ray is so that we can shift focus back to Luke's solitary island. Um, Luke is holding the lightsaber Ray delivered to him at the end of episode seven, but he just tosses it away and he storms off. Ray follows him back to a small village of some kind, and she and Chewie bust his door down. And Luke asks about Han. That gives us that gives us an opportunity to see Kylo who's hanging with Snoke. That's where I got the name of the episode. Um, (laughs) Snoke negs him a bit. Kylo smashes his mask all up and asks a couple of terrified peons to ready his ship. I guess he's gonna take care of the resistance and his mom and all that business. Uh, Back on the island, Ray explains the situation to Luke, who tells her he doesn't give a shit. Ray watches a day in the life of Luke Skywalker, just doing Superman shit all over the island. Yeah. The point is, uh, she's not leaving until he agrees to help. Uh, Luke volunteers that Ray needs a teacher, but also that he definitely won't do it. It's weird that he brings it up. He's like, <laughs> you need a teacher, but I, I don't want to do it. So good luck. Um, he doesn't do that anymore. No, he does not. Well, the whole movie he'll mope and then we'll find out why. Um, he came here to die and says it's time for the Jedi to end too. Uh, Leia demotes Poe for, like, not listening to her orders during their big bombing mission. I guess they lost all those bombers, so she's pretty pissed off. Um, I mean, she specifically ordered him back, and he just turned off his radio, so. Yeah. Just then, the First Order jumps in again. Leia reasons that they must attract him through hyperspace, which has previously been thought to be impossible, but I guess not anymore. Uh, time for another space battle, but this time Kylo's out there in his nifty little fighter. And just as Poe is about to launch, uh, Kylo rips through the fighter bay and blows all their shit up. So I guess they ain't gonna be putting fighters out there. No. Uh, Leia and Kylo can sense each other, I think. Um, he targets the bridge. I guess he's gonna blow her out of the fucking sky, but he hesitates. Uh, and then another fighter next to him just takes the shot anyway. Do you think if he'd had a, you know, called her up on the radio and said that he needed her help... 
with something. He knew what he needed to do, <laughs> but he didn't know if he could do it. Would you have just dropped shields? Yeah. Do you think he would have then been able to do the job? Or Yeah, he needs to be able to psych himself up by having a weird conversation about it, yeah. for sure. <clears throat> anyway, Leia gets blown out into space. He has to, he has to make it uh, a double entendre for nobody watching. <laughs> just for Han. It was just for Han's benefit. He learned that from Snoke, though. Snoke basically does it later. Yeah. Well, I'm glad he learned something from Snoke, because otherwise I don't know what his purpose was in this whole story. Um, Andy Serkis was he it was out of money. He spent all his <laughs> money. He bought a bunch of racehorses and shit, and just nothing panned out. Well, it's good they were able to accommodate him for this. Yeah. Uh, anyway, she gets blown out into space. She eventually force warps her way like back inside the ship, and is taken to the medical area. Um... R2, he came along to that island too, and he shows Luke a home movie, and um, <laughs> Luke finally agrees to help Ray, But he's not going to go back and help her, he's just going to train her here so that she can like do the shit herself, I think. <clears throat> yeah, he's going to teach a man to fish. Yeah. Uh, we're introduced now to Leia's successor, Admiral Hodor, who gives a pep sonic. <laughs> She gives a pep. Well, sorry, when you wrote that down, did you go, nice? <laughs> well, you'll see by how many times I say Hodor in this that I clearly thought it was pretty nice. Um, <laughs> she gives a pep talk that confuses Poe. Um, I guess Akbar ate it when the bridge was shot earlier. Yeah. Um, I gotta ask, what was so good about Akbar? All we've ever seen this guy do is get shot up, frankly. He's good at flying into traps. He was about the 15th person to recognize that he was caught in a trap before. <laughs> it's not, I don't know. It doesn't seem like a big loss. He never realized it this time, I don't think. No. I think even. Well, it, wasn't, it wasn't really a trap this time. <laughs> it was just, it was just, uh, you know. I think even when Leia says that they've been able to track them through hyperspace, he's like, what does that mean? <laughs> what do you, I don't get it. Listen, I live underwater. <laughs> it's kind of a miracle that we're up here. It's at all. super racist that you guys just made us admirals because we're from <laughs> underwater. I've, I work in space. Uh, anyway, Hodor and Poe don't get along, so that's something to watch. Um, Finn is trying to escape the ship, but he runs into kind of an unhinged lady who's been stopping people from leaving the fleet in the escape pods. She's got like a stun gun. Uh, and eventually she figures out that he's trying to leave too, and she stuns the shit out of him. And when he wakes up, Finn explains that he's doing this thing to save Ray because if she follows the weird beacon that Leia has back to the fleet, she'll be dead just like the rest of them are about to be. It's kind of a downer. Well, I mean, it is consistent with basically the last time this guy was awake. Well, no, that's not true. But... No, he hulked up toward the end of the movie last he time. He did hulk up. He's... You know, he's a little bit bipolar with regard to his uh, optimism. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Well, remember, he walked out of that. He slowly walked out of that fucking cantina or whatever last movie behind those yeah. two CGI monsters. And then, like, the instant the bad guy showed up, he was just right back in it. Um, Which is good, because otherwise he wouldn't have got to fight with that guy who really hated him. <laughs> the, the fucking stormtrooper who whooped his ass? Yes. <laughs> That dude was fucking pissed. He hated him, and he knew he could take him. That was what he was threw so down good. his gun and got out his weird tonfa <laughs> and screamed at him about being a traitor. Yeah. Uh, Finn explains that they can be tracked through hyperspace now. Um, he and oh, hold on, right, hold on, write this down for a possible title. Okay, Finnedict Arnold. Oh, that's a good one. That's what he is to the those guys. 
I'm going to write that down. Thank you. It's really good. Okay. I should not have taken you that long to write. I think you were humoring me. <laughs> Hold on. I'm almost now, done. I'm now almost, I think I was. Now, now I think I'm done. being humored. I'm almost done. I was, <laughs> the pen, you know, it was, it's almost dead. <laughs> so it's taking a little while. Um, oh, that's a shame. He and the lady, Rose, her name's Rose, they have a moment of inspiration and realize that if they um, sneak on board, the lead first order ship and turn off the tracker, then they can escape. Um, they take their plan to Poe, who agrees to help them and says that they'll keep it from Admiral Hodor because she's a buzzkill. Yeah. They need a codebreaker, though, to make this plan work, so they call Maz Kanata. You remember, she's a good CGI monster from the last movie. That's right. And she's in the middle of a real video game style action mission with like guns and grenades and jetpacks, what have you. Uh, but she recommends a codebreaker for them. They'll have to go to the weird casino city of Canto Bite to find him. So we, there's going to be a submission. They're going to do their own little mission. Yeah. Uh, back on the island, Ray gets a telepathic message from Kylo Ren, but it seems accidental. I don't think he meant it. <laughs> um, no, they're both very confused, <laughs> and he asks her such questions as. Can you see my surroundings? <laughs> I can't, I can't see, see your surroundings. Unless Luke walks behind you, then I'll see that. Um. Anyway, they like like you said, they can't see much of each other's surroundings, but Kylo does see Luke walk out of his hut before their little bond is broken. Luke takes her up to a cliff and tries to tell her what the Force is. Uh, she accidentally gets swept up in the dark side, like, right away. First lesson. Well... They're about 85 feet from a big dark hole. <laughs> yeah, but he's been living near it forever. He doesn't care. Yeah, he, he did shut notice. himself off from the force, though. So maybe he was like, I don't know, man. That hole's too, that hole's too exciting. I gotta... <laughs> it's no-nut November for Luke. That's right. Anyway, it's a bad first impression. He says he saw this strength once before. Actually, what he said was, I've only known one other who can do what you have done. Do you know what I'm doing? No, I don't get that reference. That's Lay Maze. I was doing a Lay Maze. Um... <sighs> oh, because Jean Valjean's real strong, too. He's, he's, he's a beef lord. In the I always story. forget that because of, uh, you know, the singer who portrays him. <laughs> Just some weird old dude. Does not seem like beefy. No, but he pulled that card off that guy, and it was very impressive. He did pull a card off a guy. It was very specifically impressive. It reminded him of one guy. Uh, anyway. So he saw this once before in Kylo Ren, and now he's done training her. He's a real quitter. It, nothing has changed. He's always been a quitter. He quits. Um, Finn and Rose head off to Canto Bite. Um, and um, with Poe and the girl, what's the girl's name? Watch the, the Poe and the girl are watching their back on Hodor's bridge. But what's the girl? Who's the girl? You know the girl that helps them. Oh. That girl's like uh, Carrie Fisher's daughter, right? But I don't know the name of that character. Because <laughs> she gets a lot of work in this movie, and I She's was like, a lot of I lines, don't know her name. No, no one says her name in the movie. Yeah. Well, anyway, Poe and that girl, they're watching their backs on the bridge. Um, Kylo Ren again reaches out to Rey. He teases her with something Luke hasn't told her about him, and then their link is broken again. Uh, Finn and Rose get to Canto Bite. Rose says it's like the worst place in the galaxy, but it seems like a fun, glitzy town. Yeah, it's like Monte Carlo or something, right? Yeah. 
Uh, Rose explains that the place is so cool and fun because they exploit everybody else and take their damn resources and shit. Uh, anyway, she says that they're war profiteers. They sell weapons to the First Order, and that's how they can afford all this stuff. Uh, BB-8 tells them he spotted the Codebreaker, according to Maz's description, but just as they head over to the guy, they get arrested for a parking violation. Yeah. They don't get, like... The cops don't talk to him about it. They're no. not like, hey, is this your car? Why is it parked here? You know you can't park no. it there. Well, on Canto Bite, the police are particularly in service of the rich, huh? I guess so. Um, Luke finally sits down with Ray and tells her all about the the days after episode six, training the new Jedi and Kylo, and he could see Kylo was slipping toward the dark side. So he went to confront him, and Kylo attacked him and vanished with some of his students and killed the rest. And she says she won't fail him the way Kylo did. Uh, Things are looking grim for the Rebel fleet, which loses another ship. They're just kind of flying around out there, getting blasted. They don't have a good plan. Uh, Finn and Rose are feeling pretty helpless in jail, but the guy in the cell with them claims he can do the code breaking they're talking about. And he breaks them all out of jail, and, like, um, BB-8 disarms a bunch of guards, and Rose and Finn escape into the stables below. They win over some nasty stable urchins by showing their resistance credentials, and maybe, like... A bunch of little gavroshes down there, huh? Yeah, and they, like, maybe popped them a little, a little resistance ring you'd get out of a cereal box or something. Yeah. And then the alien horsies are all set loose, and Finn and Rose escape on one of the horsies. And then, just as they're about to be captured again, that new Codebreaker guy and BB-8 rescue them in a shuttle. (sighs) Okay, back on his island, Luke walks out to his thinking rock, and he... I guess he's curious at this point, because he finally reconnects to the Force, and to Leia specifically. Yeah. And she says his name in her sleep. Uh, Then a shirtless Kylo Ren reconnects with Rey. Uh, and she wants to know well, if he hated his dad, why he killed his dad if he didn't hate him, and so on. Yeah, she seems really broken up about the death of Han Solo. Yeah. They knew each other uh, for 38 minutes. Yes, well, he tells her that her need for family is her greatest weakness, <clears throat> implying also that he killed his father so that he would be free of that same weakness. Uh, and he tells her that she has to let the past die to become who she's meant to be. So the way she interprets that is she goes to the evil hole <laughs> and she gets sucked in. Right. And she finds herself looking at a mirror made out of crystal or maybe ice or something. And then an infinite chain of datas from will always have Paris appears. I'm so glad you said that. I have the same reference. Yeah. Um, the middle one says, I'm I'm the one, it's me. Right. Uh, then suddenly she's narrating and she explains that the chain of people leads to something, to, to things she came to see. Uh, she tries to see her family in the mirror like Harry Potter, but all that's on the other side is her own reflection. Is this like a, one of those weird present tense captain's logs? The a Kirk little bit. does. It, and well, it turns out that what's actually happening is that she is narrating her little visit to the evil hole to Kylo Ren uh, okay. in another one of their connections. Yeah. And uh, and then Luke busts in on the two of them and blows up the whole hut. 
Um, but Ray now believes Kylo Ren's version of what happened on the fateful night, and she demands an answer from Luke, and they have a stick fight until she calls his lightsaber and menaces him with it, and then he tells a his second version, but the third we see of that night, mm. where according to him, he saw what Kylo was going to do and lit his lightsaber, but then thought better of it and was ashamed of himself. But Kylo Ren had already seen it and struck at him with his lightsaber and then pulled the, the whole thing. Anyway, whatever. Yeah. Uh, Ray tells him that just like Darth Vader, Ben Solo is still redeemable. And that if she goes to him, he will turn. Did she get that story she, from Kylo about Darth Vader? Who was telling her about Darth Vader? Real good question. Okay. <laughs> because she didn't even know Han Solo as a resistance hero. She knew him as a smuggler. So it seems odd that she knows about the Darth Vader redemption plot. <laughs> I was going to say, like, it seemed like she knew that Luke Skywalker existed when she heard his name last movie. And I guess she heard the whole thing, except maybe nothing about Han. Who knows? Probably Chewbacca filled her in on the whole thing on the flight <laughs> over or something. It could be. I don't know. R2-D2 beeped and booped it at her. Sure. She speaks droid. It's um, cool. Anyway, he still won't take that lightsaber, so she heads off to find Kylo. Uh, tell, she says that now he's the last hope for the Resistance. And uh, I guess Luke's fucking had it, because he decides to go destroy the world tree. <laughs> but... Or this is monetary, however you want to think of that big tree. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it turns out Yoda's ghost is there watching him, yeah. and he tells Yoda he's really going to do it. He's going to end the Jedi, but then he can't. He can't bring himself to set the tree on fire. So Yoda starts cackling like a witch and summons a big lightning storm. <laughs> Basically, he's our old goblin buddy from Dagobah again. Yeah, which makes sense. I mean, that was the end of his life. Uh, Luke tries to rush in to rescue the sacred texts, but he gets backdrafted right out of there. And then Yoda tells him he's still the dumbest Tatooine hick ever to live <laughs> and that they need to help Ray. I wish he had gone that hard. I I kept thinking, surely now he's going to let him have it, right? Like after all <laughs> these years. It was about fucking time. Like right? after all these years, he's finally going to tell him that he's the worst. Yeah, well... No, he's of course he is actually more gentle than that, but yeah. Anyway, back with uh back with the Canto Bite crew on this stolen ship, uh DJ asks Rose to give her her necklace. You didn't mention this. Rose had a sister who died in the bombing run and she was that bomber. This fucking necklace. Yeah. Yeah. Um anyway, she gives it up as a as a deposit, quote unquote. And then, uh, and then this guy DJ also gives Finn a nice lesson in politics and tells him to get out of the hero game <laughs> by showing him that whoever owned this ship was selling fighters to both the bad guys and the good guys. That'll show you, Finn. Yeah. Uh, Poe goes to have a big argument with Holdo, and he suddenly recognizes. Oh, it's Holdo. It's Admiral. Nice oh. Admiral Holdo. Oh, I see. Uh, he recognizes that she's fueling up all the transports to abandon ship, and he calls her a coward and a traitor, and she has him thrown off her bridge. Uh, Ray leaves the Falcon in an escape pod, heads straight for Snoke's ship, where Kylo has her arrested. The Cantobite crew lands on the ship and finds some uniforms. Uh, some good uniforms. Poe mutinies 
against uh against Holdo and take retakes the bridge. Uh Ray tells Kylo that she has foreseen that he's not gonna bow before Snoke, and he tells her that he has foreseen that she's gonna stand beside him when the time comes. They're both right and they're also both wrong. That's how the force works in this movie. Yeah. Um they they head over to see Snoke. Meanwhile, DJ uses Rose's special necklace to short out a door panel and then gives it right back. So it's like, maybe he's not so bad. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Holdo begins retaking the ship. It's one of the shortest mutinies ever. <laughs> uh, Finn and Rose make it to the breaker they're going to try to throw to shut down the tracker. But it turns out stormtroopers are already waiting for them, including Captain Phasma. And including the, BB-9E. BB-9E, evil BB-8. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like if there had been a bad C-3PO who <laughs> found them on the Death Star. Basically saying, that idea. The way it zoomed in on him, I was like, oh shit, I think he's the ringleader. I think he's Phasma's boss. He might be Phasma's <laughs> boss. Yeah, I'm sorry, that's uh, that's Grant Moff, BB-9E. <laughs> um. Let's see. Uh, the bridge is under attack. Poe's under attack on the bridge, but when the door blows open, it's Leia who walks through. So he's like, oh, shit, it's Leia, but she stuns him. She stuns him with that gun that they stunned her with, yeah. the one that shoots the three rings. Oh, well, she's always liked that gun ever since that day. Yeah, 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 yeah. Holdo has everyone loaded onto the transports, but she's staying behind to cover them. They're going to leave cloaked and try to make a run for a secret Secret abandoned rebel base called Crate. It's just another planet. I don't understand the plan. It is it's another always planet. going to another planet that's going to get blown up. Yeah, but it's a different, it's a different biome. This one's a salt planet. That's right. Uh, Snoke spends some time telling Ray about his theories about the Force when he tells her that her power in the Force rose to match Kylo Ren's. Mm. Like as he grew in power, so did she. So like. He's got kind of a, you know, metaphysical philosophy on the force there that may or may not mean anything. Mm, he's got to get all his um, theories out right away. Also, that uh, the whole thing where she thinks she's going to turn him, that's some shit that he, it's a parasite that lives in her neck that he put there when he bridged their minds <laughs> together. Yep. And also by all the negging he's been doing of Kylo Ren. Yeah. Uh, he starts uh, torturing her with the force to get Luke's location. Uh, yeah, Finn and Rose are brought before General Hux, and, uh, it turns out that at this point, DJ, who I guess overheard that everyone was being loaded on those transports somehow, I don't remember that part, but he cut a deal and gave them up, so they start shooting all the transports, uh, and I guess Snoke has gotten what he needs from Ray, uh, because he stops torturing her and shows her the dying transports basically like the emperor had luke go look at his fleet getting all shot up yeah i thought i'd seen that before <clears throat> it's uh it's like poetry you know it rhymes uh <laughs> she snatches uh she snatches kylo ren's lightsaber and tries to attack snoke but he he repels her he tells kylo to kill ray and then he starts narrating what he can see in kylo ren's mind but it's, uh it's all a big double entendre Snoke senses his resolve to kill, but it's not what he thinks it is. He well, narrates. 
it's like if you're the movie watcher, of course it's. I mean, like there'd be no reason for him to be saying any of these lines. That's correct. <laughs> and yeah. then I can see what you're going. Now, now I know what you're going to do. You're going to do a stabbing and, on and her. And I can see the lightsaber <laughs> turning, and you're and you're going. He's going to kill his true enemy. <laughs> sure, I won't anyway. Say Kylo uses the force to turn on Luke's lightsaber and cut Snoke fucking in half, so he's done. Yeah. Wrap on Snoke. Literally, the top half of him just kind of falls off. Just bloop. Yeah. Then Rey summons the lightsaber, and the two of them, uh, her and Kylo Ren, face off against Snoke's Imperial Guard. Every one of these dudes has a different weapon and helmet design, (laughs) so they probably thought they were, like, unique characters, but they pretty much all get cut down the same. Yeah, I don't know if these guys came out of a comic book or something, but... Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure they all got... All those guys are... Except for there's two of them that are twins, right? But then all the other ones are unique. <laughs> they were like real diehards, though, because, like, guys, you are... It's over. Like, you already yeah. failed. <laughs> hey, guys, Snoke's dead. None yeah. of this matters. I don't understand. You can just leave. It's fine. Yeah. Uh. Anyway, when they're gone, Ray thinks that kylo's on her side she tells him to stop firing on the fleet that's not his deal he's the new supreme leader in his mind so he tries to convince her to stay with him and rule the galaxy and then because i guess his uh only real mentor here is snoke he starts negging her he tells her uh her parents were nobodies and she's a nobody and she doesn't have a part in this story except to him she matters to him it's real pickup artist shit yeah uh, but before we can see her response, it's back to the last cruiser where Holdo's preparing to jump to light speed. Uh, so Ray and Kylo fight over Luke's lightsaber. Phasma orders Finn and Rose beheaded. Uh, Holdo turns to face Snoke's ship because her, their plan is not to escape. Yeah. Uh, lightsaber splits in half. The cruiser jumps straight through Snoke's ship. The debris from that hits most of the fleet. Uh, Rose and Finn start running through the wreckage towards the shuttle, but there's Captain Phasma. But then, but then there's a chicken walker that's being piloted by BB-8, and it's <laughs> blasting all the troops. I like that you described the whole action scene. <laughs> I was, I mean, I would probably have gone. It was a big action scene. Finn gets away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, this, looks, this is what happened. Finn and Phasma fight with melee weapons. Finn wins. Then Phasma falls through the floor. Well, that means she's uh, definitely going to be back, though, right? Well, you will see. Finn, Rose, and BB-8 blast out of the crippled ship in a shuttle. Hux finds Kylo Ren lying unconscious, but he can't quite get his blaster unholstered to kill him before uh, Kylo Ren wakes up. So that was bad timing. Yeah, he's really not. He didn't come through. And then uh, Kylo asserts his place in the power structure and orders the fleet down to Crate to finish off the Rebels. This base they found has got a big blast shield for a door and a bunch of turrets and trenches, so I guess it really was a Rebel base. Okay. Um, But there's not much left of the Resistance. There's like 20 or 30 dudes and a couple of crates of supplies. Oh, is that why it's called Crate? Yeah, it's probably why it's called Crate. crates. <laughs> yeah. If I could remember the name of those uh, aluminum crates that have foam in them that are used to move lighting and musical equipment around, that would make a joke, but it turns out I can't summon that information. So <laughs> I feel like we're both kind of working with dead brain tonight. Is what it seems a little like. bit, just a little bit. Uh, they get the shields up to protect them from orbital bombardment because for plot reasons, we want this to happen down here uh, in the cool salt. Mm-hmm. 
Um, they sent out a call for help using Leia's personal codes, which it's going to turn out aren't worth jack. Yep. Uh, the First Order sets up a, quote, battering ram cannon to bust the door. And it, um, it's a it big seems... It's a big gun. It's a, the, their it's whole a big, strategy in the First Order is like, we'll have a big gun. Yeah, And that's then right. we'll figure it out from there. Yeah, it seems like the uh, survivors are going to be trapped inside while they get the, you know, the whole door shot down. And there's a bunch of new... A bunch of new AT-ATs that look like gorillas and stuff out there. It's a whole mess. <laughs> uh, let's see. A bunch of salt skimmers head out to make a run on this cannon. They get attacked by TIE fighters. Then the Millennium Falcon shows up and takes care of some of those, and the rest of the fighters chase it away. Uh, Ray flies through a bunch of sharp crystal caves or whatever to get them blown up. Doesn't matter. Poe has learned uh, the lesson from the first battle and calls off this attack to save his team, but mm. Finn ignores it and makes a suicide run at the cannon, but Rose stops him from Commodore Deckering by crashing into him. There's a lot of suicides and uh, attempted suicides in this movie. Yep, quite a few. Yeah. She tells him they can't win by fighting what they hate, and they kiss before she passes out. Kylo orders no quarter and no prisoners. No one's answering this distress call. Leia says the galaxy has lost all its hope, but that's a magic code word because here's Luke Skywalker. Mm-hmm. He appears in the control room. He uh, tells Leia that he can't save Ben. He puts Han's cockpit dice in her hand, and he goes out to face Kylo Ren through the uh, through the door they've just shot. Frankly, a pretty modest-sized hole in. It seems like if that's all that cannon can do, this base might still be defensible, but that's fine. Yeah, I don't know why they don't fire some more shots through there. That seems like they should. Yeah. Uh, Kylo Ren sees Luke walk out. He orders all units to fire on him, but after all the guns power down again, Luke's still standing there unharmed. Finn drags Rose into the base. Kylo comes out to face Luke alone. Poe realizes Luke is buying time for them to escape, and they begin following the little crystal coyotes out of the back of the cave. Yeah. Uh, Ray and R2 use Leia's beacon to try and find them. They spot the animals leaving, so but there's like... The gap's too small. Ray has to use the force to lift a bunch of rocks. That's <laughs> a reference to something that happened earlier in the movie. And don't worry, she specifically says it out loud. <laughs> so... You can't miss that one. Nope. Uh, Kylo gets the standard if you strike me down warning and charges through Luke, but um, nothing happens because Luke is a projection. Yeah. The real Luke Skywalker is burning himself out at the Jedi Temple. I wish uh, he'd figured it out faster. There was a lot of fighting before he figured out. Yeah, there was a lot. (laughs) It was like, all right. A lot of fighting. Uh, Luke collapses on his mountain, drags himself up to watch one more sunset as he joins the force. Uh, Kylo finds Han's dice on the ground in the empty base, but those disappear because I guess Luke wasted some of his energy and life force projecting them. (laughs) He had his priorities straight. He makes contact with Rey one more time, which doesn't seem like it should be possible because wasn't Snoke doing that, but anyway, she blasts off in the Falcon. Uh... Finn is looking for a blanket for Rose, and we discover that Ray has all the Jedi books with her, mm. and that maybe that Yoda was being cheeky when he said she had everything she needed. Okay. Uh, Leia tells Ray that they have everything they need to build a rebellion, um, which appears to be about eight people in the Millennium Falcon. Uh-huh. 
But that's okay. Um, their, but, their, their hope meter filled back up. So Yeah, well, I guess it must have because we see the little slave children of Canto Bite telling the story of the resistance to each other. And one of those boys uses the force to pick his broom up. And yeah. uh, as he looks up at the stars, and also he's wearing Rose's Rebel Alliance ring, the end. Yay. <laughs> Matthew, what's this one about? Um, I put, I'm an adult. I'm not a part of your system. <laughs> the stuff Kylo's telling Ray, and the stuff the Codebreaker tells Finn and Rose, and the stuff Phasma says to Finn, and the stuff Yoda tells Luke, all seem to support a general message of the system has been designed for its own benefit and not yours, so you should jettison that shit. I'm down with this message. I do get the feeling it's mostly a theme floating around the main plot and not really what the movie's about but i couldn't think of anything that fit all the different plots like even this doesn't cover anything that happens in the the leia poe part of the movie yeah um and the problem is that the the in fact the leia stuff seems to be telling a story about hope something about hope um <laughs> i don't know what that uh, was. maybe a new one <laughs> maybe there's a new a new hope um yeah, I don't know, but I I did I did like that take, so I gave it a six. A uh, couple of other ideas floating around in this one that you didn't mention: Luke and Kylo Ren both subscribe to the idea that the past needs to die in order for the future to advance. Mm-hmm. Since we must have to think they're wrong here, we could take the opposite message as the take. Okay. So either something like the past and the future exist side by side or the, you know, the past is necessary for the future. Right. Something like that. Um, another thing, Poe, Finn, Rose, Holdo, and Ray are in a story about, uh, as Rose says, saving what you love rather than attacking what you hate. Okay. She does um, say that's how we're going to win this. Right. And this is also Finn sacrifices or Poe sacrifices everybody on a big attack at the beginning to take out one dreadnought, right? Oh, yeah. But then in the end, he's learned a lesson about that because he calls off that suicide run on the cannon. Right. And also, Luke fights a delaying action so that they can all escape. Yeah. Right? So, rather than, I don't know what he could have done with the force to attack Kylo Ren or whatever, but like, let's assume he could have done something different. He could have gone on his goddamn X-Wing and just flown over there. He could have he could have sucked that X-Wing right up out of that ocean and <laughs> put a bunch of seal milk into the tank and gone yeah. to ludicrous speed to get there, right? <laughs> That's right. Uh, both of those are too vague to score a ton of points, but all together for this movie, I'm, I'm going for a six. Okay. So we agree on the strength of the take. What about the execution of this movie? Uh, I could not think of any narration in any of the previous Star Wars movies. Okay. But it's all over this one. And I'm not a fan of a big change in visual language like that. Yeah, there's a lot about this movie that feels apart. Specifically from Episode 7, but even generally from the other movies. I also thought there were a couple of moments when the uh, music cues feel forced. Mm. Like, here comes Ray's theme. She must be about to do something great. Right. Uh, And that's kind of an odd misstep for what has consistently been the best part of the movies, even when the movies were utter trash. It is. I think that's actually the only good thing about the prequels is the the score. 
yeah, the score is pretty good. But there were a couple of uh, clunker moments in the score that I noticed this time. Okay. Uh, I thought the cinematography, though, was generally better in this movie. Uh, Luke Skywalker's story in this movie is kind of like he's the crazy old kung fu master. Mm-hmm. He's with all the quirks. And there's a lot of... Uh, it's shot like a kung fu movie in a lot of ways. Okay. But also, just generally, there's a, a lot of pretty good cinematography here. The big battle scenes, the fight in the throne room, um, all the stuff with the salt. Yes. Visually very appealing. Right. So that was pretty good. Um, the big Canto Bite detour. Yeah. Uh, Finn and Rose accomplish exactly nothing. Yep. <laughs> like, nothing changes if they don't go on that mission. What's different? Phasma definitely lives instead of maybe. <laughs> yep. I don't know how anything they learned on that little trip affected the rest of the movie, how it convinced runaway Finn to make a suicide run or yeah. Rose to stop him. Was the whole thing for Poe's sake? Did the failure of this last Hail Mary mission of his convince him to spare his pilots in the cannon run? Uh, I'm also not sure, ultimately, what effect Luke's sacrifice has. Yeah. Like, it, I guess it gives them the inspiration they need to escape, but does it do anything in the rest of the galaxy who we just learned are too burned out to send help? Everyone's <laughs> just like, fuck this. So, definitely some misses. A little tonally different than the other movies, but maybe the best looking of the movies. Okay. Uh, I went I split the I split the difference. I gave it a five. Yeah, you mentioned most of the same things that I have in mind. Um you said the earlier the comedy worked. I, I kind of thought the tone was a little bit wrong for a Star Wars movie. Like, like the, some of the jokes in Seven work, but they're just sort of, I don't know. They feel like they're they're beside the point. Like, they're not really, they're not focusing on the jokes. In this one, there's a lot of focusing on the jokes where, like, there's a real old-fashioned sight gag with BB-8 plugging leaks. That makes no sense <laughs> sure. because, like, they aren't leaks. They're like sparky bits. Yes, that's true. And again, with the playing telephone with general hugs and um, when Luke tricks Ray into thinking she can feel the force with that grass. Yeah, I guess he's buying time to charge his um, afterburners. <laughs> yeah, it's when he's not on clear. the phone there. It's not clear what he's doing. He's, he's doing does. he's he's clearly watching a meter go from red to green while he's doing that <laughs> pretending he can't hear general hugs thing. Uh-huh. Um, so that, I guess that's the in-universe explanation for it, but, like, yeah, you're right. And, yeah, and, and Luke tricks Ray into thinking she can feel the force by tickling her with some grass, and that felt to me like it was straight out of Step by Step, the TGIF sitcom. Mar- Marjan's, <laughs> Marjan's been making me watch those lately. Um, I just feel like there's a difference in the comedy between Seven and this one. Um, hey, wouldn't it be nice to know how snoke got to kylo before any of this shit with luke happened oh it would have been fantastic huh like to know anything about that backstory yeah like who was he and how did he have access to ben solo <laughs> and like what's his deal yeah hey big spoiler alert for episode nine none of it gets any better with what <laughs> no. we learned in the next movie nope that's not help is none of the interesting nothing interesting about snoke is uh uncovered in that movie no um and like we talked about, this movie seems like it's full of weird midstream changes. 
Um, most notably with like Finn's whole character and motivation. Likely with Ray's backstory, maybe with what to do with Kylo. And it kind of makes it feel like it's in an alternate universe from Episode 7. With all the same characters, but everything's a little bit different. Now, Episode Nine's going to go ape in a way that makes this one look like crazy consistent. <laughs> but it's a really weird story on the heels of Seven. And that's before you go, well, why Snoke then? Like, why is he even in the movie? What's his yeah. deal? And then, like, that's a wrap on Phasma. She really did just exist for action figure reasons, I think. It really does feel like in this movie, the point of this movie is that Ray is wrong about Kylo Ren and he's not redeemable. Right. Right? I mean, that in the end, when she thinks she has turned him, she has not, for sure. Right. Uh, anyway, it's going to turn out he's super redeemable. <laughs> Like the well, most redeemed? Well, I don't want to punish this movie for the, the terrible yeah. things that happen in the next one. I'm trying to keep it to the differences between this and seven. Because obviously in nine, it's, uh, I mean, it's, it's a big shrug. The whole thing's a big shrug. Like this one in a lot of ways is supposed, is, is the opposite of, uh, of what, of what happened in the original trilogy, right? Like. Kylo Ren's not going to be redeemable. Luke's mm-hmm. not going to teach Rey. Yeah. He uh, really isn't. He just refuses to do it. He's just utterly is not. Yeah. Even in the end when he decides he's finally going to do something, it's not teach Rey. It's not get right. in his fighter, fly over to the rebel base, and like pal around with Rey for another movie to like teach her how to be a Jedi. He just kills himself. <laughs> it's not going to be a lot of individual heroics. It's, no. Uh, this is like, uh, th- this movie is a, is a negative reflection of the sort of first Star Wars mm-hmm. uh, trilogy ideas. And then it is all going to get undone. Yeah, and then it all is totally undone, right? Um, we talked about the mismanaged minutes with the Finn side adventure and how it doesn't get the characters anywhere. To me, it feels like they said at the start, hey, what do we got for Finn? He loves Ray, <laughs> right? He's in love with Ray. So send him with Ray to the island. Oh, wait, but we're doing a Ray Kylo now? Okay, Finn can't be on the island. Have him try to become, like, a leadership figure with the fleet. Oh, Poe's learning lessons about leadership in this one? Okay. Um, hey, anybody got anything for Finn? <laughs> and somehow we get this weird side story with Rose, who is introduced in this film and seems like someone they just made up to slide into the Finn story and nothing else. And, um... So, yeah, like, a third of the film, or at least that portion of the film you're just like well i don't understand any of this i don't know why it's happening um and i sure hope it wasn't because someone said well we need a cantina scene (laughs) and it's like hey maybe you don't we need some we need more cgi animals yeah disney when they bought the project they decided that they have a new mandate we got to have at least four different kinds of cgi animal in every movie (laughs) um yeah, uh, well, we got these porgs. What about these porgs? That's good. That's no, one. The porgs are pretty good, but what about the crystal them? critters? They help them get out of the cave in the end. <laughs> the crystal critters. What about the what about the ice Pokemons? Ice. What about them? Ice Pokemons are pretty good, but we still need one more, guys. I got it. Space horsies, alien horsies. <laughs> um, po? they do. They run on a on a racetrack, but like. 
but like the opposite direction of normal. So that's how you know it's the space future. <laughs> it's in, as you know, it's in a galaxy far, far away. They run crazy there. They go uh, clockwise there. Uh, all the stuff with Poe is bad. Poe is awful. Like he's not. Poe f- sucks ass in this movie. Yeah, he's not fun to watch. He was fun as a cool pilot in Seven, and they never gave him anything to do in that movie, and it was fine. Because he's a real Halsey type in this one, frankly. Yeah, now that we know him, I hope his fighter blows up and he's in it in the next movie. <laughs> but to be fair, if Hodor was worried about this little mutiny, she could have just, you know, explained well, explained her plan. Oh. Yeah. She's very secretive about the plan with the guy who keeps screaming about how he needs to know the plan. It is it is as if she doesn't believe in hyperspace tracking, yet she thinks there's a fucking spy on board. <laughs> That's right. She does. Act, she acts like she's got to keep everything fucking tight to get this spy under control. Uh, uh, she comes in with a bad attitude about Poe. She's heard about his recent demotion. Oh, that's right. Yeah, she's ready yeah. with that commander, right? Or captain. It's captain, right? Not commander. Not commander. Yeah, I mean, he does... He's kind of in her face already, but she was ready for... She had that cocked. Yeah. Um. And by the way, this Admiral Hodor's trash, too. Like, we just met her halfway into this film. Her sacrifice is not earned or important to the audience. No. When it happened in the... When I watched it in the theater, I was like, wait, they introduced yeah, we, this look, character just to do this? We, we get it. She had mildly lesbian vibes with Leia <laughs> right. when they were saying goodbye. And it's, I think especially because Laura Dern gives one of the least credible performances in this film. She, to well, me, she sounds like she's reading these lines for the first time. Uh, yeah, I, well, yeah. I, we skip all the way ahead to quick hitters, but she is my worst actor nominee. <laughs> it's in this not one. good. Her deliveries are, are, first of all, very low energy. Yeah. And second of all, they, I, like 90% of them don't seem like the way a human being would deliver the lines <laughs> that she's saying. To me, she sounds like a character from like a small drama in this universe of technology and mysticism. <laughs> like not in a good way, but like she was terribly miscast. Yeah. But it's okay, Coke. Uh, Le- Leia taught her how to handle loss, though, we're told. That happened off screen, I guess. Yeah. Before they do a cheesy "May the Force be with you" personal jinx moment. Also off screen, this is Admiral Holdo from the Battle of Whatever system. <laughs> yeah, and you're like, huh? Hey, hey, is someone who wrote this script not confident about her performance here <laughs> or what? Because no one had to, uh, no one had to say who Admiral Akbar was. Yeah, everyone fucking. Knew. We just accepted that he was probably the admiral. Yeah, he was the one in charge of that big ship and maybe that we- fleet. We didn't. We didn't have to hear about Admiral Ozel's, uh, uh military record mm-hmm. before Vader choked him to death. No, we can just accept that she probably got the title of Vice Admiral from doing Admiral stuff. Yep. Like, but, so it really comes off defensive somehow when he's like, "That's Admiral Holdo from the Battle of Whatever." Chi- and then, like the whole audience is like, "I was just thinking that the battle from the battle of the Chiron Belt or whatever he said. It is the battle of the Chiron Belt. You're like, mm. come on, guys. Yeah, you're right. Um, anyway, it's uh, again they do a dumb personal jinx thing where they say, may, "May the Force be with you." At the same time, and you just go, "I don't understand why this character is in the movie." 
again, who's this bitty helping Poe? We've seen her a bunch. I don't know her name or what she does, and she's never given a real intro. She's just there, so that's weird. Um, if you were watching this on Amazon Prime, you could have paused it and like <laughs> moused over to see who was in this scene. Yep, that's how you would know what characters, what their character names were. That's uh, very helpful when we watch Murder She Wrote. I think they do that on Hulu now too. I think we paused one of the step by steps to see who the actor was or something. Um. All right. Uh, I kind of don't like how the guy with the stutter turned out to be shitty. It seemed mean spirited. Yeah. You know, like they, he seemed like he was gonna be okay, and then he did betray them again one more time in the end, and it's like, ah, oh, man, I gave the guy with the stutter the bad. He's a bad guy. Yeah, I think the idea with him is that he's an opportunist. Yes, and that he believes the things that he's saying to Finn about. How there's sort of no good guys and no bad guys in this one. And I'm going to prove it because I'm going to act like but a good guy. And five minutes later, I'm going to act like a bad guy. But the thing about that is he must not have seen Hux's Nazi speech in the last movie. <laughs> because one side is worse than the other one. Yeah. Even if there are some profiteers <laughs> making money off of both sides. Yeah, there's a problem with moral equivalence in this one. Hey, one, hey, one side blew up five inhabited planets. <laughs> like, right. The other side ago. did buy some weapons. What was the point he was making? I don't even remember. Yeah, it's not, a, it's not a good point, and no one bothers to correct him on this one. He doesn't get fact-checked at all. No. All right, yeah, and then final criticism, like, does it make sense for Luke to kill himself in the end? He's still crazy powerful. Maybe, like, um, he's supposed he's still the most powerful Force user. I don't know. I didn't well, think... Snoke just got cut clean in half, I was so. going to say, I wasn't that impressed by Snoke, so... Yeah, so it's him or Kylo Ren or Rey. So maybe, like, take a shuttle over and work with the Rebellion. But nah, the script said it's the end of Luke, so he sort of meaninglessly <laughs> dies to create a distraction? Yeah. So to be real, I didn't find a lot of good things in here. Uh, the first thing I liked was the scene with Yoda and Luke. I thought that was actually pretty good, mostly because of Yoda. It's it was it's wild how in 2017 or whatever they were able to do a CGI Yoda that didn't look like utter trash, huh? <laughs> yeah, or was he a puppet again? I think he one? was a puppet I, in look, that part. Either way, they couldn't do it right, puppet or CGI for Episode One. So no. Uh, though again, Yoda should have gone harder on. You've always been a whiny, a whiny quitter, bitch. That would have been good. Yeah, if said it to him finally. Um, and then the Red Salt Planet action set piece is visually very appealing, but um. Otherwise, the movie kind of felt like a thrown-together mess, and it's long. It's two and a half hours long. It's a long movie. I mean, like like 10 minutes of it is credits, for sure, but still. So I gave it a four, and I gave it a four because I went and I looked at what I gave the execution on the, on the prequels. Because as bad as many things as I had wrong with this, there's no way it's as bad as those. <laughs> it's just not. So... <laughs> like, I had a lot of problems with this film, but I didn't want to shoot myself in the face. So it's it gets above those scores. World building. Um, there's not all that much. So you get bombers in space. Yep. With leather. That doesn't make sense, but nothing about Star Wars does. So you got to kind of let that one go. <laughs> With leather helmets and all of that. Yep. <laughs> also, I didn't see any force fields in that bomber. Just like a no, big... It's- just a big opening. Inexplicable how that woman was breathing, huh? <laughs> Just a big opening that this lady with no pressure suit hangs over while the bombs fly out. Seemingly by force of gravity? It did appear as though it was gravity. I'd like at least a little bit of explanation on that whole scene, but I will not get it. Um, Snoke can levitate people and shit, but like over the view screen he can do it. 
He's got those distance force powers that we see a lot in this film. Um, who are these villagers that live on this tiny island on this secluded planet that Luke lives with? I mean, Vader choked a guy to death over the view screen. Oh, I guess that's true. He did. Okay. Yeah. Well, I guess that's not new. He did call that guy up on Zoom to choke him. <laughs> um, who are these villagers that live with Luke? I don't know. What's the deal with this No, they're planet? caretakers. They've lived there for generations and they're mad if you blow up those shale huts. I mean, I'd be mad too. I get that. But like... Do they really just live there to look at the tree? They're like some kind of nuns. They dress like nuns. We don't know anything about their religion. It probably has to do with the, the Jedi who have never come back. <laughs> the Jedi who put the tree there and then said, It's Peace. probably really weird when Luke showed up again for him. They were like, oh, no, we're going to have probably have to start. He's going to want to know why we do all this dumb shit. And to be honest, we kind of know that we made it up. <laughs> That's right. We know that this religion is largely invented. They looked back at the Star Wars timeline. No, they can't. They don't have internet. Fuck. I was going to say, they must have looked at that timeline and gone, hey, a Jedi ain't been here in 150,000 years. What do we do? <laughs> What's the plan? Um, what, what is the plan here? Those red-suited Imperial Guards seem cool. I don't know what their deal is, but they seem they seem pretty cool. Like you, get, you could sell an action figure of those guys. Uh, Luke's drinking green milk these days. <laughs> yep. Um... The Luke at the end of episode six is like mostly a regular dude who can do some gymnastics and sword fighting. Uh-huh. This Luke is a full on Marvel superhero. How does one make that leap with no other Jedi to train with, just like alone on an island? Well, he did train with a bunch of other Jedi. Well, he was training them. Like, Kylo Ren wasn't born. In episode six, so clearly he spent like at least seventeen or eighteen years working on some stuff. Well, that's what I'm saying. So he's worked on it, right? So he's got all these new powers. But to me, it felt like if Ricky Henderson just like went into isolation at age thirty, and then at age uh-huh. fifty he was suddenly able to get around the bases in like three seconds flat and hit the ball eight hundred feet, you know. But with now with force now powers, be careful. To you it. are we are encroaching on football twenty thousand twenty territory here, so. <laughs> I know that is that does, that does happen in the story, but it takes a long time. I'm just saying, like suddenly he gains all of these powers, and you're like, just from sitting on that island, because like it didn't seem like he was training the other Jedi. They weren't training him. You know what I mean? Like, so, listen, it's a good question, and like, I'm sure that I'm sure that if you read all the novels and comics <laughs> and stuff, the answer would be holocrons. <laughs> He found a bunch of old Jedi holocrons. With all the tricks. How to do shit. They got all the yeah. cool tricks. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Well, anyway. Uh, he also can cut that's just That's just like Jedi Wikipedia. It's not. Uh, except, it's a fancy word, but it's just learning. Except you, you except you don't need the internet, which is lucky. You can just yeah. you can, you can use the individual holocrons. Anyway, he can also cut himself off from the Force. Um, project himself over extremely long distances for sword fights. Not sure if we... How much have we seen of shields on ships in Star Wars movies? Because they're all over this one. Uh, there's a fucking... We, so we never see shield effects, really, but there's a fucking ton of talk about angling the forward deflectors and shit, okay. even as far back as A New Hope. Okay. Because the whole time they're escaping from the First Order fleet in this one, they're like getting their shields all shot up the whole time. And I was like, oh, yeah, we've and- seen that. 
and the 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 balance that is reached while the fuel is running out is that they can't outrun the imperial ships but they can stay far enough away mm-hmm. that the cannons are not effective against the shields and then they only get picked off when they run out of fuel and they have to that's right they get into close range um the battle of chiron belt um <laughs> Whatever this weird cave is on this island, it's kind of like the one on Dagobah, I guess. Yeah, the dark side loves holes. Yeah, they live in these caves. Um, Ghost Yoda is way more fucking solid than previous versions have been. He has like a physical presence and powers and shit. He's not just a blue hologram looking guy. Yeah, well, he's... He, you know, Qui-Gon taught him some stuff. (laughs) Qui-Gon's continued to learn. I still, I, I still don't understand how he came back the first time. Yeah, it is a mystery. Uh, uh, I love the hats in the First Order. Finn and Rose looked way better in their stolen uniforms than their real clothes. Uh huh. Oh, and uh, on that coat that DJ apparently got to keep, yeah, uh, was sharp. Yeah, they got that some, was a sharp coat. Why do the bad guys always have the cool uniforms? It's garbage. Just, just the same as the Nazis. Yeah. Again, we talked about evil BB-8. The mineral planet crate named after the crate. Um, <laughs> like the Shinra, every piece of First Order tech seems to be based on the concept of one giant cannon. Um, so it's mostly things I d- did not understand or had questions about, so I gave it a three. Uh, I mean, what else do we learn? Um, we have... Tracking through hyperspace. Oh yeah, that's that a big didn't part used of to be movie. possible, but now it is. Uh, and isn't um, there some kind of garbage about how it's you can see it on the screen in the um, the Rogue One movie? Yeah, there's a one. It was one of the projects in the fucking big library that they go to at the end of Rogue One. Because the whole point of Rogue One is to explain all of the things in Star yep. Wars. Yep, uh, definitely. Um, yeah, back to suits or whatever it is Finn's wearing. Cannon power diminishes at range. Uh, the war economy. It's a yep. major plot point in this one. Yep. Uh, Luke's failure with the new Jedi. And his beliefs about the actual death of the Jedi Order. Also all those old writings. Yep. Um, Page turners, they're not. Lightspeed suicide runs. Yep. It seems like uh, maybe the Rebel Alliance should invest in some, basically, fire ships. Yeah, I don't understand why they don't just have missiles. Because that seemed extremely effective. I just call those fucking missiles. You just put a... Maybe they gotta be pretty big, but, like, still. Yeah, put a light speed on a thing and shoot it at something. Uh, Leia thinks she's got a lot of personal influence, but she does not. (laughs) Turns out. Turns out she does not. Hold on, I'll do another reference. The people of Paris sleep in their beds! Right? (laughs) That's two, everybody. Give up your guns or die. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I gave it a five. Okay. I actually, I, I want to increase mine to a five as well, because I didn't even put in the thing about light speed tracking or the thing about the light speed or the some of the other stuff. When we get to characterization, mm. um, Luke is pouting. He's taken his ball and gone home. <laughs> Only a talking to from that little goblin Yoda helps him find his place. Well, that's good. Hey, he has he has grown then, because even Yoda couldn't talk him into doing anything in the other movies. No, to his endless frustration. Mm-hmm. That's why he decided it was time to die. He was just sick of it. <laughs> that's right. Luke came back and he was fine. And he's like, you know what, though? 
I think, tired I am. Think I'm good. G- good I am. <laughs> Peace out. Yeah. Uh, turns out Leia does have some force training and apparently some military strategy also to impart to Poe. Mm. Poe's kind of a dumb cowboy who proves that anyone can learn a lesson if you give them five or six second chances for no reason. <laughs> yep. Uh, Finn learns that sometimes you have to fight a battle even if it's hopeless. Ray, uh, we can discuss it, I guess, but I think that what Ray learns in this movie is to rely on herself again. Okay. After spending episode seven placing hope in a bunch of others, like surrogate families, but she kind of loses all of that in this one. Yeah. So, you know, uh, I don't know. Hux has a funny phone call. There's not a lot of character work <laughs> no, uh, Hux for, is, for some of these people. Hux was abandoned after maybe partway through the first movie. Everyone went, you know, I don't care about this. And you'll well, see how, his un- revenge. how unceremonious <laughs> his ending is in nine. <laughs> he gets a he gets a Snoke and Phasma treatment in nine. Uh, you know, I had it as a five, but I think it's only a four for characterization. Oh boy, I got so much to say in this section. Luke is super bummed out about the whole Kylo thing, and he spends a lot of the film saying he'll never ever come back, even if there's a fire. He's still <laughs> a big quitter, and everything about his whole life is that story being played out over and over again then luke reveals that he quit on kylo again big fucking gasp from me yoda seems to tell him how to teach ray to be a jedi but luke just does a suicide demonstration instead yoda's like you can teach her how to be a jedi teach her all the things that you failed and everything and that'll help her but luke just goes nah i'm just gonna go kill myself it's fine <laughs> now nah, um, you know what i'm ready to join you yeah i'm done and then yoda's like great <laughs> yeah i can't wait for that wait i cannot <laughs> uh again doesn't even call her and pass on any final instructions as far as we see he just beefs it so he really sucks uh again then he doesn't even try to patch things up with kylo expressly says he's not here to do that <laughs> it's kind of not good he just fucking cops a squat right down next to leia and says listen i can't save your kid I can't help your son. <laughs> and he goes out there and, and Kylo's like, is this here where you're going to try to save my soul? And Luke's like, nah, nah, I don't really, I don't care. You'd have to care to do that. I don't care. Uh, R2 is still sassy and pones Luke with the old Leia hologram. Um, so Ray is here to get Luke to come back, but maybe she's also here to receive his mentorship. Like she might not even be sure why she's sticking it out. But she also has a weird telepathic connection to kylo in this movie i guess it turns out snoke did it but they get pretty close and he ends up being shitty as always so who knows what it means not sure we learn anything more about her parentage so kylo seems to really lead her to say that thing about how her family was nothing or whatever yeah and i'm not sure there's any reason to believe it no She's got crazy force powers, which are... He claims that... By the way, he claims that the force showed him that. So, like... <laughs> it's not, that could be a straight make-em-up. That's what I'm he saying. He doesn't have any documentation. It seems like a real make-em-up. She's got these crazy force powers, which are at least a familiar tra- a familial trait some of the time. She was weirdly drawn to Luke's lightsaber last movie. Is weirdly yep. drawn to Kylo Ren. I mean, like, if I were her, I'd have every reason to believe 
that I'm still part of some some part of this family or something at the end of this movie, despite the fact that he really like led her to that point where she says my family was nothing. But then people were like talking about this movie and like, well, it says that you don't have to be part of a, or you don't have to be someone special to like change the world or whatever. And I just keep going, but I think she is though. <laughs> I think <laughs> it feels like she is. I think Kylo was just playing a mind game. Um, Kylo's humiliated in the beginning of the movie. Um, I think he sees his connection to Rey as sort of a chance at redemption. He can use her to beat Snoke, and then maybe he genuinely wants her to stay with him. I can't be sure. Like, he might have just janked her. It's hard to say. Um, Finn is only in this fight for Rey, it seems, in the beginning. And then they give him a new girlfriend, maybe? <laughs> yeah. I don't of. know. I guess Poe's supposed to be kind of a flashy flyboy whose time has passed or whatever. He won't listen to Leia, and then he really runs afoul of this other general lady. Thinks he knows best, all that. Um, kind of a come down for him from episode seven. Well, even in that, didn't you say that he's their most daring pilot? <laughs> they specifically don't say he's the best one. <laughs> yeah. Just the most daring. Um... And he comes off as a real whiner, and he—I thought he learned the wrong lesson from Leia. This, um, this salty planet speeder assault is a real fuck up. He's like yeah. the Japanese in World War II. Like you can't half do a suicide mission. No, that's how you lose all your ships and achieve nothing. Like you have to commit to the objective. But he gets halfway through that mission, and all the speeders are getting picked off, and then he's like, "All right, go home. Let's all go home." <laughs> it's like, yeah. well, then what was the point of this? Well, then those six people who died, well, that was for nothing. <laughs> yeah, it's like, uh, I know, we've talked about it a million times, but the Japanese, it's like three different times in the war, get within their big objective of having a either a, a battle to end all battles or to like interrupt some landing at some some island, and then they fear an ambush and turn back. And it's like, the whole point of the mission when you were sent out was, you're definitely going to die out there. Yeah. The mission is for you to die, but maybe to do something before you do. And some admiral always just goes, no, nah, I think there's an ambush over there. I'm not going. <laughs> like, well, you didn't get the point. Um, Leia's kind of a statue in this one. She says some lines. I don't know that any character work is coming through. And she really beats this metaphor about hope and light and sparks and shit into the ground. She seems, wasn't, I'm not sure it means anything. She seems to talk about hope like it's a quantifiable resource. Yes. I expected her to tell us we were down to only 13% hope or something. Yeah. Maybe a meter with a red line showing what is a dangerous lack of hope and how close we are to it. Uh, Rose is the bomber lady's sister. They grew up in the Sector 7 slums and they hate the Shinra Corp. And that's why they joined yeah. Avalanche. Yeah, she's Jesse for sure. Uh, Snoke is still unmotivated evil. I don't think we've ever learned one useful thing about him. Well, I guess in this one we learned he's normal person size. He's normal person size and he's not lightsaber proof. Yeah, that's right. He's not made of... Oh, hold on. <laughs> Cortosis? I used to know the names of lightsaber proof minerals. Is that what those red suits are made out of? Because... They seem like they're mildly lightsaber proof. <laughs> they're lightsaber retardant. Yeah. But <laughs> the we do, do get if, through them. If you're looking right down the barrel of one when it goes off, it will burn a hole clean through your face. Yeah. 
Uh, just a three for me. Well, quick hitters. Quick ones? Uh, let's see. In one of the scenes, I noticed Daisy Ridley has got some real uh, Kong Hodong calves. Okay. <laughs> She's clearly worked hard with a personal trainer. Well, she had to climb up those fucking rickety-ass Irish steps of probably a thousand <laughs> times. Yep. That's what it looked like, too. It looked like specifically she'd been doing that workout. Uh, Kylo's scar is all twisty and turny, but I thought she nailed him with a lightsaber strike. Yeah, it really shouldn't be. I don't think he was all twisting around when it happened. No, it would have been a really fast twist. Maybe those weird surgeon droids aren't good at their job. That's what I was going to say. Did it get stitched up bad or just heal weird or something? Did- oh, it was, you know, it's probably from all that punching himself in the side. <laughs> he messed the whole thing up. He just messed up all, all his clean lines. Did Snoke really call Kylo the Son of Darkness? Isn't that <laughs> Jack Osborne's nickname? It's wild. <coughs> uh, again, why did these red guys even bother fighting Kylo and Rey? Like, after Snoke is cut in two, I'd say deuces and slip out the back door. Like, what is there to fight about? <laughs> you already blew the whole job. Just go home. Yep. Uh, why do they shoot the shit out of that shuttle that um, Finn and Rose come in on? When they fly in under the door on the new rebel base on Crate? They, like, shoot it with a bunch of small arms. But it's like... Well, they're not effective, so they should not have wasted (laughs) shots. It's like, what are those blasters going to do to the hull of that shuttle that's already very much earthbound? Yeah. Like, it's not flying ever again. Uh, No way anybody would uh, be able to hear Poe in his little salt speeder. Top down, (laughs) no helmet, just talking at slightly above average volume while cruising at like fucking 400 MPH or whatever they're doing out there. Yeah, I guess the radio technology is a lot better (laughs) in Star Wars. It has never seemed like it's any better. No. The little microphone he had was wind canceling, I guess. Yeah, I mean, we we definitely can uh, infer from this movie that they have all of the normal connection difficulties and communication problems that we have in our universe. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just thought that was a bonker scene. I've never seen the Fast and Furious movies, but I've heard... I'm sure it's very much like that. (laughs) I heard, how did this get made? And they talk about how they're in two separate cars racing near each other with, like, (laughs) the window open, and they talk at regular volume to each other in the cars. And I just thought, that's what this was. Uh, I don't know what Rose's training is, but she goes from guarding the escape pods with a stun gun to flying in the big rebel assault on Mega Cannon. Finn also is not a pilot, so... And they have a bunch of soldiers there, so why not use them for not using well, pilots? Here, how bad must the guys who had to go sit in the trenches be? <laughs> That's right. They didn't even get called up to this duty. Come on, we got the the janitor. He was a former janitor, he always says. And we got the the late her sister was a bomber pilot. That's something. Nope. No, she bom- wasn't even bombardier. A pilot, was, was she, she just the bombardier? I think she was a bombardier. Mm. Well. I thought she was the pilot and her bombardier got killed. Maybe. And so she had Maybe to go that's down. what happened. Um and again, not sure in the middle of that giant explosion from the mega cannon is the time to do a makeout rose. Just maybe. You can keep you just hang on to that one and do it later. Uh I know Luke. N E R G. <laughs> no one's ever really gone. No one's ever really gone. <laughs> yeah. Why, after 1,800 rounds from the walkers, don't hurt Luke, does Kylo think he can go get him with a laser sword? 
it is a very good question. What does he think he's going to do down there? I'd assume he was impervious to lasers. <laughs> okay. Lasers are out. <laughs> that's Somebody get me a knife. Yeah, that's the one thing we shouldn't be trying We're to gonna do. We're going to try that. No more lasers. I don't know. I'd try to crush him with a big rock or something. Or <laughs> hey, hey, get one of those gorillas to go step <laughs> on him. <laughs> Maybe drop a destroyer on top of him or something. Or like try to suck him into a black hole. Like get creative. I wouldn't just draw my laser sword and go to work. Okay, but what if you draw your laser sword and then stamp one of your feet? <laughs> like, you're just, like you're a crazy person. Like you're a monster who needs more acting jobs. Um, Again, the crystal craters help him escape. What is this, a Disney movie? Oh. <laughs> yeah. And the Kylo said the name of the movie and then Luke said it 20 seconds later. <clears throat> That's it for my quick hitters. Uh, I got a few. Um, the fucking planet Dreadnought that rolls in to laser up the base is extremely silly looking. Yes, it is. It's all tri- triangles and trapezoids. It's a very silly looking ship. Yeah. Uh, I had never noticed in previous viewings that in that cheeky on hold call, Poe kept calling him General Hugs, but apparently you did pick that up. <laughs> well, I know. I also needed the subs, the subtitles. Okay. I always thought he was saying Hugs. And the joke was just that he didn't have a good connection or whatever. Right. But now he calls them hugs. I guess in Star Wars, they don't have the saying, a general in the field cannot be recalled even by the emperor. But it seems like Poe thinks they do. (laughs) Yep. I wouldn't be surprised if he just said, you know, in ancient China, because no one ever remembers that they're not just Earth. (laughs) Right. Yeah. (laughs) Ooh, that would have made the internet mad. (laughs) Yep. Hey, what's auto about the auto cannons on that dreadnought if they have to manually recharge them? <laughs> Is it auto that they fired four shots instead of one? Because then as soon as that meter goes from red to green again, they start firing. Yeah. Yeah, you don't have to push the button again. Hey, maybe just have them auto recharge also. That would be a good idea. Uh, I guess the medical bay in, on that base is right near the hangar bay because... Finn has walked nude from there to the hangar, to right outside the hangar. Yeah, and he doesn't look like he's in good shape, too. I don't think he walked far. What did Ray think was going to happen? Like, she lays out what's going on, the whole scene for Luke. Mm-hmm. But did she think he had a whole Jedi Order sitting on this rock? Or did she, like, see those eight stone huts and go, there's probably a whole army here? <laughs> it must be at least 16 more Jedi in those eight huts. <laughs> What did she really want from him, specifically? Well, okay, so this is the question. She doesn't question what nobody... In the first movie, they're all like, we need to find the map to Luke Skywalker, and no one ever explains why. So she she apparently doesn't question that, just goes on the mission, and then gets there and goes, well, you're going to come that back is with true. Us. She was new to politics. They should not have sent her on this mission. <laughs> yeah, well... Uh, approximately 36 hours prior to her landing on that rock, she was cleaning up... Uh, parts in a weird trench on a desert planet and had apparently never experienced a force power in her life as far as she knew yeah um i liked that ray couldn't make eye contact with that walrus that was being milked the whole thing was an indignity i mean it's pretty bad it would be gross to see it in person but the walrus seemed like it was okay with it It yeah it was chill yeah, animals don't got modesty like that. No. Sitting there with those big old a... fucking green milk tits just hanging out. 
Jesus. Just just sunning itself on a rock. Have some respect for yourself. Um, I guess Chewie's a vegan now. Now that the porgs looked at him, so can't that, wait to see his Instagram stories. And that one porg is with him the rest of the movie, and it's like, it felt, are they dating? I had the same question. <laughs> it felt like another weird Disney decision to just be like, "Look, there's a cute animal. Do you see it? Does everyone see it? Look at it." Yeah. Uh. Who invited C-3PO to that meeting about the secret mission to Canto Bite? Was he just there because they found Poe at Leia's sickbed and no one thought to have the discussion somewhere else? Because I would for sure be like, he's going to go tell someone. That dude is a narc for sure. (laughs) Who threeps? Yeah, no, that dude is not reliable. And they have so little respect for him. They wouldn't even have asked him to leave the room. They just would have shot him. Like, no one gives a crap about that or guy. just powered him down. Yeah, just flicked, flicked his little switch and turned him right off. I can't believe they just had that discussion with him sitting there. And then he's there the rest of their dumb plot. He's there on the bridge when, when Pogue ends up getting stunned in the end, and he's... I guess he's a part of it? I don't know. Luke Skywalker gets so in Ray's face when she doesn't know anything about the Force. Like, does he not remember... When he had never even heard of the Force, are you asking me well, if he's a good teacher? Anyway, now he's forty-eight and he hates children. That's right. I was going to say, he, <laughs> yes, he's a very, very bad teacher. He remembers nothing of what it was like to be the pupil, apparently, <laughs> and just shouts at her a bunch and is very sarcastic about the whole thing. Yeah, uh, poor seemed like a real fucking nuisance, just tearing up the seats in the Millennium Falcon and everything, probably eating wires. And they were going to try to get into that lightsaber in the beginning, too. Yeah, they've one very nearly killed another one with a lightsaber. Mm-hmm. It was the whole thing. Uh, in defense of the drunk idiot in the casino, BB-8 did look a lot like those slot machines. And the coin fit perfectly in that slot. It even yeah. made a really satisfying noise. And he was like, oh, finally there's one at my level. That's right. Finally there's one that I can reach. Yep. Oh, yeah, I don't blame that guy at all. But yeah. he apparently put many coins in there because later he uses it as a machine gun. And shoots a bunch of them. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could put my fists through this whole lousy, beautiful town. Is not a great line. <laughs> no, it's really not. I gave that one to Rose. Not a great line. <laughs> Hard to blame her for that. I don't know how to deliver it. <laughs> That's not a good line at all. Uh, those uh, faultiers, the uh, space horses, as you said, yeah, uh, escaped to like five minutes outside of town. I have a strong sense that they're going to get recaptured. Oh, yeah, they're going back. Yeah, for sure. That monster that shouts at those kids in the end, he's definitely getting his horses back. Yeah, Rose takes the saddle off of that one, and she's like, now this was all worth it. Now you're free. Ah, that guy's free for one day maximum. He like They were they went to the edge of this cliff. He probably had to run right back to town. It's like the only way to go. <laughs> That's right. There's nowhere else for him to go. Um, Good old wide-body Kylo Ren. Dude, he's so fucking wide in this movie. It's crazy. It's such a... And, and having the pants go up so high <laughs> is just such a weird choice. He's clearly in good shape. What is he afraid of? Why are his pants yeah. up so high? It it somehow does make him seem wider. It's like if they there was a, be like a weird tattoo if they'd gone any lower, <laughs> and it'd be like uh, I don't think Kylo Ren would have thug life tattooed <laughs> on his abs, and it'd be like 
uh, I guess we could put makeup on him. And he's like, no. No, I'll just pull my pants up. High pants. I'm pulling the pants up. <laughs> All right. Jeez. Fine. Um, There's a shot that is an iron descending that is mimicking a ship landing. And that's B-roll from Spaceballs, right? <laughs> When we see the robot that's ironing the Imperial uniforms and the, I would just see the steam coming yes. out as the iron is lowered down and we're supposed to think it's a ship landing. I was like, uh, <laughs> it's Mega Maid. This is a joke for the movie Spaceballs. This does not belong in the actual Star Wars. I had the same comment in episode seven when those two guards see Kylo having a freak out and walk the other way. And yeah, I that thought, also is from Spaceballs. That's exactly from Spaceballs. Spaceballs is just now it's just mainstream <laughs> Star Wars. Uh, is a laser beheading more painful than execution by blaster? Because I don't know how to rank this future shit. Uh, yeah, for sure. And they do the thing where that they do in everything where someone's going to get executed where they really take a long fucking time. Uh, they make a meal of it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so that something can happen to save them. But if they had just maybe hurried, it wouldn't matter. I really liked the idea that the... Snoke's throne room had like just a red canvas dome background. Mm-hmm. It catches fire and burns away in the big fight scene. And I was like, I really loved that he wanted his throne room to be one of the century movie theaters on Winchester, <laughs> but just like, but just red. I was going to say it was one of the upgrades you can make to the palace in what's that game you keep playing? Hades? What's it called? Hades, yeah. It's like one of those uh decor upgrades you can make oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then we've talked about everything else uh, the, uh that uh that mining planet that was just a rebel base like had trenches and everything already dug mm-hmm. so why they abandoned it <laughs> but. well it seems like they thought they won the big war and they they, they never yeah, finished winning they it. really did not <laughs> they yeah they didn't finish it off they should have finished well, i had to go back 10 years later and do the same thing and then the red the red salt was very good uh, cinematically. I gave best actor to Ghost Yoda. Sure. And worst actor to Holdo. We are in 100% agreement on those two things. Um we did we get any notes from anyone? No, we did not get any notes on the last Jedi. Right. So uh if you are going to do, if you're giving us notes on the Star Wars project, if you have thoughts about episode nine, you have a month, but it's your last chance. That's so. it. It's, it, this isn't a democracy anymore. We don't even want to hear your thoughts. I'm done. <laughs> I'm out. Don't, don't send us your notes. I'm trying a little bit of reverse psychology. I get it. I, I, I see. What I don't even want to read them. I don't want to read them on the air. Certainly. Uh, we weren't that far apart on the last Jedi here. I gave it a 20. You gave it an 18. Yeah. That 38 uh, puts it in a tie for fifth with uh, Return of the Jedi. Yep, it's better than any of the prequels. The top yeah. scoring prequel was episode one, which got a 36. Yep, so 53, A New Hope, uh, still the gold standard. 42 for Empire and The Force Awakens. And then uh, Return of the Jedi and The Last Jedi got 38. And then all of the prequels. So we got one more to go. Um, <laughs> you've heard us talk about it on this podcast before. It was an absolute train wreck. It'll be really weird to not, watch it again. I have not rewatched it in the last year. Me neither. So. Why would anyone do that? I mean, after <laughs> the experience we had, why would we rewatch it? 
we'll see. Maybe uh, having subtitles with it will clear some things up. Oh, yeah. Uh, Maybe it'll turn out it's just all full of general hugs and and other things. <laughs> Maybe one of the subtitles will say, don't worry, Chewbacca's not really dead. Yeah, but I... <laughs> <laughs> so then I won't be pissed off when he's not really dead five minutes later. Yeah. Oh. Uh... <laughs> Maybe someone will really hear someone mutter in the background go, no, nah, he ain't dead. He was on another ship. Nah, that's not the one. Don't worry. <laughs> um, that'll, that'll be... Uh... Four weeks from now? Yeah. Two weeks from now, we have a mailbag, and next week is a Star Trek week. We're back on the clock for week 94. Fuck yeah. I'm so excited. It's good stuff. If you're watching along at home, please watch The Drumhead, Mm. The Quickening. Drumhead, yay. Quickening, I I don't even remember. Yeah. Oh, I know. Uh, I remember which one that is. Uh, is a, it maybe something gets something bad happens to Odo? No, I. The, it, okay. It's uh, Bashir's got to cure a plague. God damn it. Okay. All right. Cool. Uh, please watch the Voyager season five uh, <laughs> introduction with a uh, knight. Yeah. And uh, in a mirror darkly part two, we are almost done with Enterprise. Uh, in a mirror darkly part one. Scored pretty low, so <laughs> well, not excited to get to watch the sequel to that. It wasn't about anything. That's usually how you're not going to score points if you make an episode for no fucking reason. Yep, so that's what we're doing. Star Trek next week. Um, so, Ben, send us your notes. Um, everybody else, send us mail. That's at BrotherDate on the Twitter machine. Uh, you can send us an email, brothersofbrotherdate.com. Go to brotherdate.com and check out uh, Landrew and Lobot. Landry's little brother. Um, and, uh, you know, you can find us on all the pod catchers. Last time it appeared on mine in like nine seconds after I pushed the, the publish button. Yeah. Uh, and that's it, man. Uh, it was totally wizard doing this with you. Joe. Joe on true, but Star Wars? <laughs> right, good. I'm just going to click end right now. I'm going to click turn off. (laughs) Yoda's like, you can teach her how to be a Jedi. Teach her all the things that you failed and everything. That'll help her. But Luke just goes, nah, I'm just going to go kill myself. It's fine. (laughs) Now you know what? I'm ready to join you. Yeah, I'm done. And then Yoda's like, great. Please subscribe.